0: Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on Power Electronics technologies and products featured on powerelectronicsnews.com and through other as Media Publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges, and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial and consumer here is your host editor-in-chief of powerelectronicsnews.com and eeweb.com Maurizio di paolo emilia
1: hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of power up today the topic is the pcim i would like to share with you the latest news and my experience working at pcim Power electronics involves a wide range of critical applications, from electrification to smart grids. It is a fundamental pillar for the entire industry to meet climate change demands and involves increasing energy efficiency, reducing our carbon footprint through new materials and adopting new circuit topologies. PCIM has, has seen a lot of companies which are planning at the sound of gallium nitride and silicon carbide, but not only semiconductors for electric vehicles energy revolution all of this is an ecosystem that are evolving at a fast speed silicon carbide gallium nitride devices have a much higher critical breakdown voltage than silicon allowing for a thinner drift layer and higher doping concentration this leads to lower on resistance for a given die area and voltage rating providing for greater efficiency through reduced power loss. Let's listen, in this first part, some speakers during my working at PCIM. In particular, you will hear the voice of Guy Moxie, Senior Director Power Products at Wolfspeed, a Cree company, Anuk Bala, Vice President Engineering at United SIC, Pietro Scalia, Director Automotive Traction Solutions at OnSemi, Gianni Unique, Technical Marketing Manager at
2: VN Semiconductors. Okay, I am here with uh, Guy Moxie, Vollspeed. Hi Guy, how are you?
3: Good morning Maurizio, nice to see
2: you. Nice to see you. So how is going PCM?
3: Tremendous. I mean, it's great to be back after three years, but this is a busier show than even we were expecting. So it's been it's been excellent to be back. Great.
2: So, Silicon Garbide. So, uh, Silicon Garbide is going strong. Uh, also, with the advent of electric vehicle, vehicles Ooh. and energy revolutions, so the next step will be 200 millimeters, 8-inch substrate. So we know that uh, the big cost of uh, silicon carbide is in the substrate. We need to reduce the cost just to to offer. Widely adoption for silicon carbide in terms of electric vehicle for the next inverter. Mm -hmm. So, what's your what's news? What's next? And uh, what's your expectation for 200 millimeter substrate silicon carbide? Of course
3: history repeats itself over and over again i was you know you, you and i've seen this in the silicon world i remember joining silicon when it was six inch and then eight inch and then 12 inch so it's natural progression that's the same for silicon carbide although as we all know silicon carbide is a bit of a trickier material to work with i would love to be in a in, in a way for bending a A 12 inch wafer completely around but that's not going to happen so i think for wall speed it's all about scale and scalability not only in your product range not only in the your amps or your volts which is the way we normally think of scalability but also in capacity and that ties into to, to the wafer geometry so yes we're very proud that a few weeks ago we we formally opened our new the, the, the first, the largest, the only. We're well, looking at some signs around the, the exhibition because yeah, two weeks, two weeks ago, it, uh, it officially opened and we are spooling that very, very large ground up fab that we did in two years. Um, and that is, as, you, as you're aware, is 200 millimeter only out of the get-go. So it's not what's next, I think, it's what's here. And now, yes, we have to ramp that up, and it's going to be a series of months before it really flexes its muscles. But talk about scale and scalability—we're and we're, we're going to be hitting it very quickly.
2: So the next—I mean, uh, for the next electric vehicle, can expect to use more 12, 1200 volt silicon carbide devices. So this uh, step of two hundred millimeters will will improve, will reduce the cost of these uh, new devices. So. The market will of silicon carbide Garbide will surpass IGBT very soon, I guess.
3: Uh, we have high expectations for the demand. And as Greg Lowe, our CEO, often says, this is a multi-decade opportunity because the big focus now is obviously uh, e-mobility so we're making you know vehicles on the roads far more efficient far more green but then you have to charge those vehicles then you have to generate the green energy to charge to supply that and then you have to distribute it around the grid and every one of those end systems benefits from using silicon carbide so yeah 650 volt 1200 volt 1700 volt i did a talk yesterday teasing not teasing but sort of getting ahead of the curve on 3.3 6.5 kV 10 kV all of this is enabled by silicon carbide and all of this is will be will be on 200 millimetre thank you Guy. enjoy PCM marvellous thank you you too hi Anup
2: so after a conference in Munich three years ago maybe I see you in person so good to see you how are you I'm fine, thank you, and it's a real pleasure to
4: see all these old friends and all these familiar faces after two years. Yeah. Everybody's changed a little bit, but it's good to see everybody.
2: Yeah, exactly. So tell me, so how is going PCM? What are you showing, introducing during these uh, three days, and uh, what are your expectations from PCM?
4: So during the pandemic, you know, we finished and started to release our Generation 4 technology. In um, right around, maybe a little bit after Bordos, we released our Gen 4, the first devices. Then during that pandemic time, we were making more and more, a bigger portfolio of 750 volt devices. And today we came to introduce our 1200 volt Generation 4 technology here. But also, you know, the other big thing that happened was in October 21, we got bought by Corvo. So we are also trying to, you know, display some of what Corvo has been doing before they acquired us to show, you know, where the potential is for the future. Uh, so we have displays of uh, the different kind of applications that are using our silicon carbide FETs. We can discuss later.
2: So just a comment about uh, silicon carbide. So, what's next? So I think, you know, as you can see, silicon carbide has really
4: taken off in the last one or two years even though there's a pandemic, but it's really taking off for everybody. Supply is short, but the fact that the business is growing so fast means that whatever technology development we were doing before, you know, generation three to generation four, this is going to become even more important and probably speed up. And then because the volumes are becoming so much better, I think the requirements for quality are becoming harder and harder. The lower and lower failure rates and better quality products.
5: So uh, since the JITAT acquisition, on SEMI has been uh, increasing the capability of producing uh, silicon bolts, so in this, uh, in this part of the standard you see basically how we start from the silicon carbide granulate as seeds, basically the, the crystal growth furnaces. We are basing today the production of bulls and uh, we are already in production uh, at least in small volumes for 6 and 8, and eight inches bulls in New Hampshire Hudson, where is the headquarter of uh, GT Advanced. So if we look uh, uh, through the bull here, we can see it's about an inch and a half uh, bull, six and eight. Uh, We got our first wafers out of the factory already in 2021. Clearly, there is intention in 2023 or eventually early 2024 to get to production with the 8 inches bull. Uh, there are different aspects here to consider in terms of thickness of the die. Today, we produce at 100 micro uh, meter thickness of the wafer. When we start increasing to 8 inches, uh, warpage points might oblige basically to go eventually into a higher thickness. But clearly, the cost of the material is also another let say constraint that we need to keep. Uh, we need to keep in mind. We have a completely integrated vertical supply chain. If we go to the next one, the dicing, uh, we do most of this activity in uh, Europe, Rosnov. So this is our Czech Republic headquarters in Europe for manufacturing, and this location will become, uh, let's say, increasingly important because uh, uh, clearly there are. Uh, possibilities of attracting fundings from the European community and from uh, let's say local government here in uh, in Europe. So having two sources, one in the United States in Hudson and eventually another one in Europe is important not just for dicing and EPI but also eventually for bull creation. And then what, please, so just Greg. just a question what are the
2: advantages, the most advantages that you you can analyse you can put in evidence, I mean, uh, when you are jumping from 6 to 8, so 200 millimeter substrate, because the big cost, I mean, is in the substrate for Syrian bite. Yeah. So uh, when we can uh, have, uh,
5: I mean, uh, the reduction in terms of cost. you say the 2023, I guess. So the, the, the reduction in terms of cost of the curve, which we can assume being any an, an hyperbolt probably right with time, right? I think it's due to several factors uh, and we need to uh, represent into a diagram potentially the RDS on, let's say, by area uh, as a figure of merit uh, in terms of time. Uh, the point is when time moves as well, we generate new uh, technology generations. In that sense, we need to decide if to do this curve uh, with constant area or constant per- uh, performance. The curves will have different slope. If we consider the constant area, probably we don't get any big benefit. Let's say, of course, we have, let's say, the year-over-year reduction. But then instead, if we start having a constant efficiency at the inverter level, which means performance, then we can have a significant, of course, reduction. Now, our roadmap right now sees basically in these days uh, we are going through another planner. Um, we have released our third generation in December last year. We are going to have an intermediate, let's say, generation in 2024, uh, 23, sorry, and then we are moving, as we discussed already, to trench, a real trench, not alpha trench, right? So we are, don't have any more this huge gut bending, uh, wasting uh, half of the sides of the silicon carbide. But this is, uh, let's say, something that comes in the second half of 2024. So in that logic, I think it will be very interesting to see a curve of um, constant performance and the price curve eventually decreasing across all these actions. Change of technology, increasing of the die sides today the increase of die sites let's be let me be very straight is capacity right everybody is super concerned about sop 2025 26 that the capacity will be insufficient in the market what we see is a demand for two or three sources eventually to be sure that we can deliver at the end so
2: when you i mean our manufacturing in carbide, you must use a lot of energy so temperature would be 2,000 uh, Celsius more, uh, more or less, I guess degrees. Uh, so, uh, in terms of, I mean, you need to to reduce the energy because you need to, I mean, uh, just to. So, if you are looking in terms of CO2 emissions, the manufacturing of silicon carbide should also stay on the same page of the these uh, next challenges uh, based on the climate change and so on. So what do you
5: think about uh, the production in terms of consumption, energy consumption? That's a very good question, actually, Maurizio, because uh, indeed it's an energy consuming process, right? We get to temperature close to the surface of the sun, and this means higher than 2000. And uh, therefore, having a green energy log, let me say, first having energy, right? These days with Ukraine crisis and so on, right? Everybody's super concerned about the, the potential, uh, let's say, energy shortage in Europe and worldwide. Now, uh, green is part of this uh, funding topics eventually. The European community is very sensitive into giving. Um, We are, uh, right now, working with third parties. I mean, we don't invest directly into, let's say, green energy, let's say. But, of course, it's uh, a lot of our customers, right? I mean, today, everybody in energy harvesting and, uh, let's say, energy storage is involved in Seek, right? So, clearly, it's our customers and then the utility companies that we talk with, uh, basically we are trying to have a full green footprint let's say for the factory. So for Rosnov, there are already plants in that sense. 100% is complicated but let's say this is directionally the way we want to go to try to reduce the footprint of at least uh, of carbon oxide. Yeah.
6: Um,
7: We is is investing in its own uh, module factory so we are going to do... uh, modules for both industrial and automotive application. Uh, the modules are um, intended uh, to have both silicon dice and silicon carbide dice, diodes and switches. Interesting is also that we now have MOSFETs in our portfolio, the silicon carbide MOSFETs, and uh, these were introduced last year, and uh, within 2022 we are... Um, introducing lower RDS-only parts, 20, 30, um, 40 and 60 milliohms. ohms We are going to introduce a 1700 volt MOSFET, 1 ohm, which is intended for auxiliary power supplies for the high-side MOSFET. Uh, so it's a very specific application. We're also working on 650-volt silicon carbide MOSFETs, the current ones are 1200 volts. Our capability is up to 3.3 kilovolts. So we are um, very active in enhancing our MOSFET portfolio. Concerning silicon carbide diodes, we already have more than 80 parts uh, released.
2: Okay. What do you think about, I mean, there is the the battleground at 650 about Silicon again and Silicon carbide. So in terms of Silicon carbide versus MOSFET, so in which direction we, we are going, I mean, so I, I think that the performance of Silicon carbide will be better, but it depends on uh, applications and uh,
7: the voltage yes this uh, we in semiconductors clearly chose uh, to go for silicon carbide and uh, to use silicon carbide as a wide band gap material um, we think that it definitely at high voltages like 1200 volt is the best choice and um, we continue to invest in silicon carbide but for the future we're also looking at uh, maybe other semiconductor materials um, where we are doing some tests, but I cannot disclose more on that at the moment.
1: Now you will hear the voice of some GAN experts like Alex Lidl, CEO at EPC, Antonino Gaito, Technical Marketing Manager, Power MOSFET Specialist at STMicroelectronics, David Czachowski, Strategic Business Development Manager at Mindset, Dennis Markon, General Manager at InnoScience, Giorgia Longobardi, CEO at Cambridge Gen, and Igor Spinella, CEO at Ectronic. You will hear the voice of Antonino Gaito too. He is uh, highlighting MD Mesh M9 Power Semiconductors, the key superjunction MOSFET technology to boost green economy.
2: So I am here at EPC Boot. I am with Alex Lidl. Hi
8: Alex, how are you? Hi, good to see you, Maurizio.
2: Yeah, tell me what your expectation for PIM. Uh, so, what's news for GAN? Uh Tell me more. What's news
8: from EPC? All right. Well, it's good to be back at PCIM. It's been three years, so we're seeing people that we haven't seen for a long time. We're seeing them in person, and that's fantastic. Uh, You know, EPC in the last three years has certainly evolved quite a bit. We have here, for example, a display of all the different types of LiDAR systems from uh, flash LiDAR or indirect time of flight, direct time of flight, solid state, spinning. Everything is shown here uh, in our display. We also are... Are focusing a lot on motor drives. We have a, an e scooter. We have a, a fan controller for server fans. And then, of course, there's automotive. And with Euro 7 coming along, which I think is even more likely with the Ukrainian uh, disaster that's going on, um, you know, all cars by 20, 2027 will need to be 48 volt mild hybrids or they'll need to be pure electric. And that, of course, is a big deal for us because 48 volts is the sweet spot for gas. If you're doing anything in 48 volts, it's better with GAN. I guarantee it. Thank you. Hello, I am
2: here with Antonino Gaeto, STMicroelectronics. Ciao, Antonino, how are you? Hello, I'm oh, fine, thanks. So, uh, PCIM is, is back after three years
9: in person. So, tell me what's uh, what's your expectation from PCM? Ah, For me, it's a very good place where we can... Uh, uh, meet uh, a lot of customers and a lot of colleagues. It's very important for me to to show the new evolution of the MDMESH technology, our product, ST product. It is a MOSFET technology tailored for high frequency and high efficiency system. And uh, this is a good uh, opportunity to, to meet the customer, to meet the uh, engineer and to show what uh, they can do with our uh, device. Yeah, tell me more. What's news in terms of MDMESH? What, uh, what are you showing here? okay MD mesh is the latest uh, super junction technology uh, is becoming from uh, MD mesh uh, process and uh, this process uh, allows to have a very good performance in terms of RDS on per area that means you can have a very low RDS on is RDS on the resistance channel for the MOSFET and uh, we can target with this value and text to the very consolidated technology we can target the high efficiency level more or less also higher than 95 98% for uh, more a lot of system in terms of PFC and, and also DC-DC converter. And thanks to the benefit of this technology, to the future of this technology, it's very easy to realize a very compatible solution, very efficient system, and also to have a very good, I to say, uh, product for for the market for the conversion of power system.
2: Thank you. So just a comment in terms of uh, gallium nitride and silicon carbide, from your perspective.
9: Oh, okay. Silicon carbide and gallium nitride is very uh, interesting technology, but uh, today I think that the silicon uh, MOSFET uh, remains the, the, the solution that today you can use in, uh, in the system. Thank you. You're welcome.
2: So I am here with uh, David Chakowski. Uh, strategy business development manager at Mindset. Hi David, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? It's it's good. Everything is going well. So PCIM uh, is back after a few years. So this is uh, another moment that uh, I can see you after APEC. So tell me how it's going with PCIM, What uh, what are you showing? But before that uh, tell me more about you. Thanks, Maurizio. So thanks first and foremost for
10: stopping by it's great to see you again as you mentioned after apex yeah so it's it's great i think you can feel the energy here in in this space Uh, with everyone just gathered for PCIM, being able to be face-to-face, have the great exchange, the conversation, you can just see the the eyes are lighting up, and we're already noticing that already a few hours into it today, so I just want to say welcome and and looking forward to the rest of the time here. A quick introduction about myself, I'm Uh, working at Mindset as the strategic business development manager, sort of the bridge between multiple functions, whether it's also the sales and marketing side of things, but also looking towards the the new technologies, where do we want to go in the future, and especially wide band gap um, is
2: part of that. Great. So, wide band gap. Silicon uh, uh, vs wide band Gap, GaN and silicon carbide. So I see that you are showing a lot of uh, design about uh, gallium nitride, silicon carbide, an inverter, for example, but also silicon. So tell me um, your your comment. Tell me what your expectation from PCM. That's a very
10: good question for a number of reasons. If we look at it in terms of the technology, silicon versus gallium nitride, I think there's a lot of benefits at the moment that is people becoming clearer and clearer on also from the customer side of things and that's what we need to continue to help drive and be a part of a larger ecosystem for. Um, and Mindset's trying to do that in the aspect of offering a GAN gate driver, uh, 200 volt gallium nitride gate driver really focused on especially higher performance applications. For example, here today we actually have at our booth a Class D audio amplifier um, featuring Gan Hemps in, in our driver to, to really make some noise, pun intended, um, and it's really awesome to see how the technological advantage is to have a a real compact solution, to have it without a heat sink, which for a 100 watt, for 8 ohm speaker, typically was more challenging um, in a real small um, solution size. At the same time having, and we've done comparison with some experts comparing to um, tube amplifiers, um, it's right up there with it. There's a lot of benefits, as I I mentioned, and it's um, exciting to be here at PCAM and be hearing that feedback. And then we're exchanging with customers the new ideas. How is like things going to be looking moving forward? Uh, I mentioned the gate driver. Um, Things may be a little bit looking towards being discreet at the moment, but there's also, for a lot of applications, things are going to be looking um, to be going towards... Uh, being integrating in terms of power stages or even further functi- functionality that you want to put into it, and I really think that's one direction things are going to go. If I can make one last comment in terms of gallium nitride, the other thing we uh, we are actively researching and involved in projects and is also monolithic integration um, of GAN, so really putting the gate driver on the same gallium. Um, device with the feds Um, and that has huge benefits so I think that's something that we're not gonna immediately see but in the next five years I can I can already see there's gonna be um, potential that customers will be be looking at that the early adopters will be taking notice and using it thank you David thank you very much it was a pleasure
2: Okay, I am here with Dennis Markon, InnoScience. Hi Dennis, how are you?
11: Very good, hello Mauricio, doing nice very to see well. You.
2: Nice to see you, this is the second time. Yes, indeed. Uh, almost a record. <laughs> so tell me what's news uh, from InnoScience, how is going for PCM?
11: Yeah, PCM is going great, we see a lot of... Uh, good reaction for customers many people excited uh, that we have the two fabs that are fully dedicated to GAN uh, at 8 inch uh, that today run with 10,000 wafers a month so that is what really impressed people and the fact that we have the high voltage and low voltage devices this is what the people are really looking and they're really looking forward to working with us Um, the other two news if I can mention is the collaboration with the WPG we just have the press release on that. This is gonna. This is a global partnership for the um, distributor of our device. And this is in order to get people access to the our de- device via distributor, which is actually uh, global-wise, they are the largest. So we are very, very honored of this. And um, this is, let's say, the big, big news that we have at BCIA. We also have uh, news with um, a collaboration with Silana Semiconductor, that they make a 65-watt uh, charger uh, by using our device and by using their uh, specific uh, uh, active cli- uh, active flyback uh, controller which is fully integrated. So it's true innovation let's say our device, they, which simplify uh, a lot the circuit by using their solution. Okay. So this is a reference design that we have it available. This is the big news that we have here, plus all the other demo that you have seen in the booth.
2: Thank you. So I am here with Georgia Longobardi, CEO of Cambridge again Hi, Georgia, how are you?
0: Hi, I'm very well, thank you. It's been overwhelming so far.
2: Yeah, finally. So tell me was going, PCM? So PCM is back after, I mean, a couple of years. Uh, I met you at APEC in in March, I guess. So tell me what's news.
0: It's great to be, to be an to be in person now at PCIM. It's the second time that Cambridge Gun Devices is an exhibition and it's been overwhelming. We had so many people coming and uh, checking out our technology. As you know now we have products ready and we have just launched the products at APEC. So this is really a great event to really showcase why our gun devices are, are, are great and why they are easy to use. So, so far so good and uh, it's been great.
2: So. What is the future for Gen? So, what are you show me here in terms of product, your solutions?
0: I think GAN, GAN is the future for power electronics in particular if you talk about the 650 volts application I mean consumer electronics industrial but even onboard chargers for electric vehicles GAN is there the higher efficiency the higher power density everything that Gallium tried can deliver we have but what's special about CGD is that we combine the benefits of GAN with the best of silicon which is the ease of use we have a device that can have a threshold voltage as high as 3 volts and also you can apply all the way 20 volts impact. You can use any silicon gate driver you want. So the best of Gan with the best of silicon. What else do you want?
2: I am at the booth of electronic I am here with the, the CEO of electronic Igor Spinella. Hi, Igor. How are you?
12: Hi. I'm I'm very good.
2: So, tell me what's news from uh, PSM. What uh, so? What's next from Gan? What uh, what are you showing here?
12: So we have just launched uh, and announced together with Navitas, uh, our fantastic uh, GAN partner, uh, a new uh, evaluation board, which is uh, um, our Quareg architecture, so the zero voltage switching secondary side controller that we launched some months ago. And we decided to bring together the best of the two technologies, so we put together our controller on secondary side, and we modified our architecture switching from a silicon primary side to a a GAN fast uh, fat from uh, Navitas on primary side in order to improve by a further 8% uh, the energy lost in the device. So we were able to get, uh, I think, the um, highest performance in the market today in terms of efficiency, power density, uh, thanks to these two technologies put together.
1: Wideband gap silicon carbide and gallium nitride materials enable significant efficiency improvements in applications such as traction inverters for silicon carbide and adapters, chargers for gallium nitride. Silicon carbide and gallium nitride technologies have grown a lot over the past few years proving to be commercially available energy saving technologies. These two wideband gap semiconductors complement each other to address a wide variety of of applications in which energy efficiency is important. However, silicon products are expected to coexist with wide uh, wideband gap uh, products due to their cost reasons in some low power applications. In this part, you will hear the voice of Matthias Kasper, lead principal engineering, system innovation lab at Infineon Technologies, Dinesh Ramanathan, co-founder and co-CEO at NextGen Power Systems, Philip Zuck, SVP, technical marketing, applications and business development at Transform, Steve Schultes, SVP of Sales and Marketing of Empower Semiconductor, Stephen Lee, Product Manager at Keysight Technologies, and Thierry Boucher, CEO at WISE Integration.
2: Okay, I am here at Infineo, in Infineo booth with Matthias Kasper. Hi, Mattia, Mattia Kasper, hi, how are you? Hello, nice to meet you. I'm fine, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. So, uh, you you are going to introduce uh, a topic, nice topic at the power up, uh, the opening one for the second day. Mm-hmm. So tell me tell me more about this uh, topic. Yes, thanks a lot for inviting me. I will talk
13: about gallium nitride versus silicon carbide in the onboard charger market. We will look at the application from different perspectives. Basically, what is the achievable trade-off between efficiency and power density? How far can silicon carbide bring us? When is the need to shift to gallium nitride? What are topologies that we need to consider when we do this analysis and we want to achieve highest densities? And therefore, I want to make a comprehensive analysis and presentation about the different technologies in this onboard charger application. So, just a comment about uh, PCIM. How how is it going? It's a very exciting conference and a very exciting exhibition. We have met a lot of customers and had great interest in our products. also like the onboard charger demo that we had with Gallium Nitride. Overall, a very nice conference and I was glad to have it again in person. So, I'm very happy to have been here
2: i am at the state at the booth of next gen power system hi Dinesh how are you
14: i am doing well good to meet you
2: good to meet you okay so uh, you are showing uh, the gan on gan vertical gan technology uh, so, after APEC, uh, PCIM is a new one. It's back after three years. So, tell me what's news. What are your expectations from PCIM?
14: Sure. So, first, it's uh, very good to see you in person. As we said, the second time in a very short period of time. So, it's, it's good to be able to do that. Uh, at PCIM, we are actually showcasing in our booth um, our 240-watt power supply, which is uh, charging a laptop uh, with vertical gallium nitride devices in it. We're also showing our 20-watt LED and our 60-watt LED. Uh, which are also um, uh, made out of vertical gallium nitride uh, devices. So we sell full-blown systems. Uh, This is a point where I'm proud to say that vertical gallium nitride is not in the realm of R&D and labs anymore. Uh, These are commercial products that we expect to start shipping towards the end of this year. So vertical gallium nitride is here to stay in systems. uh, And then these systems are significantly smaller, more efficient, lighter weight than anything else that's there on the planet today.
2: So, vertical gain is uh, not only academic level; it's also in industry.
14: It is, and it, and it's commercially viable. It's actually going to get put into commercial products in a very short period of time. Thank you, Dinesh. Anytime.
2: Hello, everyone. I am here with Philip Zook, Transform. Hi, Philip. How are you? Good. How are you doing? It's okay. okay. I'm fine. So, we are at PSM, the last day. So, uh, how is going? today so tell me
15: what's news what what's your expectation from PCM Uh, PCM was a good show for us Uh, pretty good attendance and the conversations have gone very well you know a lot of interest in GAN a lot of buzz a lot of a lot of GAN companies here so you know you could see a lot of people just interested in it over the last three years since we haven't been here There's been a lot of evolution in the technology and, you know, the customers are seeing that.
2: Gallium nitride, silicon, so what is the direction
15: in which market you are pushing more? Electric vehicles, I guess. Well, you know, we're a broad-based company right so we offer 650 900 volt today and we just demonstrated 1200 volt technology you know the first can company to actually demonstrate that so you know being vertically integrated having the epi the design the process you know gives us the innovation and the capability to do things like this so this is of interest to the industrial community especially in europe being an industrial you know industrial company three phase is very popular here as well as the EV mobility, whether it's the 800 volt battery, and that can encompass the onboard charger, the DC, DC converter, and also the inverter, right, over time. But not only that, is, you know, we have the EV infrastructure. You know, today the EV infrastructure is based on a 400 volt, 250 to 450 volt battery. Well, now when you go to 800 volts, you got to upgrade the infrastructure. So this is TAM or total, mar- uh, you know, addressable market that we now have access to with 1200 volts. So we have access to not only the the TAM of 800 volt batteries and vehicles, but also the infrastructure of the, all the charging networks out there. So that adds to the multi-billion dollar TAM that we have access to today. So you know, onward and upward, right? Thank you, Philip. No problem. I am here with
2: Steve Schultes, and Power Semiconductor. Hi, Steve, how are you? I am very good, Maurizio. Good to see you again. Yeah, uh, you are at PCM. PCM is back after a couple of years, so it's back. And uh, after APEC, I see you again. So tell me what's news uh, from your perspective. What uh, also your expectation from PCM? What's news? Uh, what's next for the industry market for power electronics?
16: Uh, yes, uh, good question. So um, for PCM, PCIM, uh, for me, uh, it's uh, a bit uh, new. My first time uh, to, to be here, uh, so I came in, you know, eyes wide open. What I do uh, recognize uh, for the power electronics industry, at least uh, within PCIM, is uh, is a big opportunity in general for the the EV market and uh, charging market. Lots of representation with uh, GAN technology and silicon carbide. Uh, technology. I see uh, quite a bit of innovation. It's also good to see uh, really heavy foot traffic. Uh, you know, it's good to see people getting out, um, exploring. Uh, you know, the new technologies are representing. So, uh, so far, it's been a, a good, good experience for me to to see what's going on in general in the power industry. Um, for Empower Semiconductor, uh, what I what I see is that there's a there's a need. Um, for focus in the power industry, for data center uh, power delivery technology, um, you know, for our solutions, uh, we deliver very compact integrated voltage regulator uh, capabilities uh, for point of load uh, delivery. Uh, today, you know, we have uh, low power uh, products uh, for delivering most of the rails, you know, three channel and, and four channel, uh, you know, voltage regulator technology as well as the the E cap silicon capacitor, but um, but looking forward, um, what we uh, have our eye on uh, and focused is uh, optimizing uh, power delivery for uh, core uh, power rails, uh, point of load power rails, uh, in particular in the in the data center space. There's uh, a much uh, a great need, I should say. Say, um, for optimizing that uh, power delivery. Uh, what we're going to focus and deliver is a vertical uh, power delivery solution, optimizing for, uh, you know, really high power. Um, you know, you'll hear more from us, uh, you know, as the, the next few weeks go by uh, about these uh, roadmap-type uh, products, you know, coming from Empower. So I'm pretty excited about that opportunity. I also see looking you know, PCIM that. Uh, uh, great potential uh, for the data center space, uh, in particular, in my opinion, the, the, the GAN industry to address, uh, you know, the evolving um, need in data center space, you know, as they move from a 12 volt uh, rack distribution, uh, you know, voltage distribution to 48 volts uh, eventually in the future. I think there's a, a really uh, good opportunity and need for a low voltage uh, GAN delivery.
2: Hello everyone, so I am here at the Keysight booth PCIM. I am with Steven Lee. Hi Steven, how are you? Hey Mauricio, I'm good, how are you? It's okay, everything is, is going well. So, how is going PCM after 3 years I guess he's back in person. I met you at APEC in the last March, so how is going?
6: Ah, uh, really good. It's good to be here uh, back at PCIM. We see a lot of our colleagues are back uh, from the industry. Uh, we have a lot to show. Actually, um, you know, the next, the last three days, uh, we had a new uh, double pulse tester for power modules here at Keysight. So we're glad to be talking to a lot of people about it.
2: So I, I can see a lot of uh, news uh, in several. Fields about power electronics, gallium nitride, silicon carbide, but not only from high power to low power. So tell me, from your perspective, uh, what is the what's news, but what is uh, the market where you are uh, pushing with more attention in terms of tests and measurements?
6: Yeah, we're definitely uh, seeing a lot of silicon carbide applications and this has always been the case the last few years. But now we're seeing a lot of um, gallium nitride and actually a lot of people struggling to use gallium nitride since it's a, a newer technology. But uh, we're trying to, we're seeing these challenges being overcome both in uh, fabrication and simulation and modeling. So we're uh, really uh, it's really promising where gallium nitride, this technology, is going to take us the next few years.
2: So what are the, the challenges in general uh, also, the feedback that you can uh, hear from your customers in, term of, in terms of tests and measurements for uh, wideband gap.
6: Uh, one of the challenges is definitely dealing with the uh, the board parasitics, especially of gallium nitride. You need to have a really, really good board and have very low parasitic inductance uh, when you deal with gallium nitride. And that's all, usually one area that a lot of designers struggle with. Um, at Keysight, we've been talking with a lot of people about simulation software. Uh, we have our PathWave ADS Advanced Design System and PE Pro, Power Electronics Pro, that allows the designer to look at the board parasitics and co simulate that with the And that um, hopefully will allow these designers to get over that learning curve, uh, the steep learning curve of designing with gallium nitride.
2: Thank you Steven, enjoy PCIM.
6: Thank you Mauricio.
2: Okay, I am here at WISE integration booth, I am with Thierry, hi Thierry, how are you? Fine, thank you Mauricio, and you? I'm fine, thanks a lot. So PCIM is back after a couple of years, so two years I guess, so tell me, you have a booth, tell me what are you showing, what's your expectation from uh, PCIM, so what's news
17: in terms of GAN? So t- uh, this year is the first time WISE integration present uh, a booth, so we start with PCIM. Uh, today we present um, so our WISE GAN portfolio, so GAN integrated device. We have uh, 120 and uh, 175 milliomes half bridge GAN device that are now uh, qualified and ready for mass production. And we also present some demonstration board AC to DC converter from 45 watts, 65 watts, and also uh, the last one, the 300 watts uh, state of the art PFC LLC uh, converter
2: i mean in terms of uh, gan gan uh, silicon carbide silicon so what is your thought about about that so maybe so silicon is uh, is at the ending phase i mean
17: yes correct it's my opinion in fact that uh, uh, also in the secondary stage of the power converter it's uh, typically we use uh, uh, silicon devices and uh, we see that uh, also uh, at low voltage, so 48, 12 volts, we can use some uh, GAN device and we can also improve the efficiency of the wall uh, system. Thank you, Titi. Thank you, Maurizio.
1: Silicon the and Nitride will obviously continue to compete. Their advantages are pretty clear to everyone and this year and the next will mark an important phase in the market. There have been high production volumes and increased demands in the market for both technologies over the last year. Thank you for taking the time to show me your products and innovations at PCIM. It has really been a pleasure to meet you all. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this uh, on the podcast page at etimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown in this page. Power Up is brought to you by AspenCore Media. The host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio and the producer is James Eid. Thank you everyone for listening. See you next episode. Stay
6: tuned.